on June 27th. There's only one name you need to remember. Hercules. What you folks need is a hero. Hercules! Hercules. Hercules. From the creators of Aladdin and the Little Mermaid. The hero is only as good as his weapon. Get it! Comes Disney's mightiest comedy of all. I've got 24 hours to get rid of this bruiser. And you are wearing his merchandise. Hercules. Rated G. Whoa, is my hair out? Striking theaters June 27th. Welcome back to the podcast, Old Millennials Remember Movies. I'm Angela Yoshiko here with my co-host, Tyler Wilson. You know, I would say that you, in your life, have gone from zero to hero. But me, I've gone zero to about 1.5. Okay, dokie. <laughs> that's the part of the podcast where you're supposed to open with some kind of uh, comment that's related to the movie you're talking about. And that was my feeble attempt. At doing that? Yeah. Okay. Zero to Hero. That's what the, one of the songs in Hercules. Yeah, so uh, we're going to talk about Hercules from 1997, and uh, there's lots to say. <laughs> is there? I don't know. Is there? <laughs> I saw your notes for what you've been, like, uh, what do you remember Yeah. when I plugged it in, because yeah. we do a thing where we write down what we remember, and you were like, the only thing you wrote down was, Hercules? Have I seen this? False. That's not what I wrote. No. I wrote, Hercules, Hercules. And then I wrote, did I ever see this movie? And that's from The Nutty Professor. What it is. Doing. Yeah, not this movie. But it's great. What's great? The Hercules comet in The Nutty Professor, not The Nutty Professor yeah, movie. hot take. I'm not a big fan of The Nutty Professor movie or its sequel, but sure. Well, now we have to watch it. Uh-huh, sure. I'm sure our kids will enjoy it. The Nutty Professor? Flubber? Which one? Not Flubber. Flubber, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> nutty Professor's where the animals talk? No. That's Dr. Doolittle. Oh, God. That's Eddie Murphy did that one, too. Oh, okay. That's why. What's the Nutty Professor? That's one where he gets, he go he's like a big guy, and he turns all thin, and uh, most of the jokes are just fat jokes uh, for geez, two no. hours. Yeah, yeah, we don't need to do that. Yeah, yeah. We do not need to do that. All right. Well, it is summertime. We've been cranking through some summer movies. Yeah. Sort of-ish. Sure. Yes. We did um, something recently. We went and gave you a first time in your life at age 38 first ever experience something we've been talking about doing yeah since i've met you yeah um and that is watching a movie at the drive-in yeah, it's funny because i've been a movie person for a long long time uh i grew up in an area that just did not have a drive-in theater anymore i met you uh what 20 years ago yeah and your parents live 10 minutes from one yep and we've been down to your parents house i think maybe with two exceptions every summer in which it's ample time to go and see a drive-in movie and never did it yes <laughs> and so now we finally did it but not there we did it when we were somewhere else 300 on miles away on the coast yeah 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 totally um and what <laughs> i like to rub in your face is that i saw jurassic park in the driving theater mm -hmm. at age whatever however old we were mm -hmm. nine ten eight or nine eight. yeah uh and seeing it in a car in the dark when you're that age fucking amazing pretty good yeah yeah sure. so i'm cooler than you I guess. I mean, but yeah, so how many we, times you see Jurassic Park in the theater? Because me, it's uh, numbers high. The numbers <laughs> high. Probably twice. Uh, more for me, but that's all right. Including like a couple times when it came back to theaters, but that's yeah, neither here nor there. What okay. a great movie! So we went <laughs> and we saw a couple of movies. We did. We took our kids, uh, all of them. Now it's it's summertime, so it was dark at like ten o'clock. Oof! Yeah. And so you know they we got a couple of younger kids, so. 
But we watched both of the movies. Two of the younger kids kind of dozed off about halfway through that second one. Um, but the first movie we saw was, well, I felt to be so short that it would made it easy to watch the second movie because Minions, The Rise of Gru felt like it was like 45 minutes to me. Yeah, how long was it? It's because... only like, I checked, it's like 85 minutes and I don't believe it. What's I think it we got a Minions, cut version. Minions what? <laughs> the Rise of Gru. Okay. Did how we long... watch the condensed version? Well, okay, well, part we of weren't the... late. Part of the problem is, no, we weren't late, but it did take us a few minutes to get settled. Probably like sure. 10-ish minutes because to get it, settled. It was hot, right? Yeah. And But it wasn't very busy, but, but it was so hot out that we like, okay, let's... Is there a place that we can, like, turn the car on and turn the air conditioning on without being a distraction? Mm -hmm. And then cool the car off a little bit occasionally. And so we did that, but, you know, we had to move around a little bit, and it was a little... Yeah, you gotta find a good spot. Because we didn't uh, bring, you know, we were on vacation. We didn't bring, like, lawn chairs anyway. So, but it was so hot outside, I wouldn't have wanted to, like, sit out there anyway. It was yeah. so hot. It was during, like, massive heat wave. Uh, yeah, because that's how we roll. We, <laughs> we go on vacation and leave our nice place to go somewhere where it's fucking hot. But it wasn't busy, so we did it turn wasn't. on the air conditioning a lot. But, yeah, no, the movie felt so short. <laughs> it was very short. You're right. It says an hour and 27 minutes. What? Are they counting Dripping like wet. thirty minutes of credits? Well, there's like ten minutes of credits, I bet, because it's a big, you know, big animated movie. It takes a lot of people to make of the thing. Um, yeah, it just felt like an extended episode, and it's, you know, this is this is a result of binge watching TV shows. So it just felt like two TV episodes of a show I could watch on Netflix. You know, it's weird. Yeah, we, it's funny that you say that because today, before we started recording, we were watching a few episodes of that Kung Fu Panda show that has Jack Black back. Mm-hmm. And the presence of Jack Black makes me think like, oh, this is like more than some random show because it's like Jack Black, the main voice. It's not like sub thing. So when like we're like we watch the third episode and I'm just like, shouldn't this be like wrapping up? And it's like another eight episodes. I'm just like, oh, so not everything needs to be a TV show. That's kind of what my thought is. But um, not that it was bad. I just but anyway, Minions, I mean, we watch a lot of kid things and. I will be honest, I am not. I think that first Despicable Me movie is very funny, pretty good. But then, like, the rest of them are fine. I don't know. I've never been an attached to any of them. Yeah, they're not bad. No. They're, they're also not, like, they're ones not... that I want to go back to over and over. Our youngest son loves Minions. Because he's five. So he was very yeah. excited to see this, and he yeah. was excited to watch it and had a good time. Um, and it was fine. I don't know. It was fine. It had minions in it. I will say that, like, I understood more of what the minions were saying in it this like prequel. It like able to say more. Yeah, so, it, yeah, there's definitely, like, a combination of languages, and I could look it up, but I'm not going to, but it's, like, Italian and Spanish and French and probably some other languages sort of just, like, combined, which makes me think of those, like, videos our kids uh, love on YouTube, like, Google Translate songs mm -hmm. videos. I, what it's a I'll, mixture. What I'll say probably is because I can't really, I don't really remember that first Minions movie. While Steve Carell is in this as like a younger version of Gru, it does, it is a movie that relies more on the Minions and mm -hmm. what's going on. There's a whole A plot and B plot with Minions. And so there probably is a need to like better understand them. So I would suspect that you can understand them more in this and the Minions movie than say the Despicable Me movie where it's like, you know, Gru is your main character and the Minions are you know, just henchmen, just minions of, of the film, right? So maybe, I don't know. It was fun to see like the origin story of the minions, like where they came from. But this Not... is after that first Minions movie. Well, what did the first Minions, what kind was of. the first they, Minions the movie? The first Minions movie had no Steve Carell and it was like them with other henchmen in the past. Oh. Or other bad guys in the past. Okay, then it was fun to see how they met. 
I, yeah. How Steve Carell and the it minions. It was fine. Met. I don't know. It was so it was over. And I will admit, I sat in the back of our van to us to make the kids more comfortable. And from the back, I could see Nope playing on the other screen. So there. distracting. And I was just like, man, I could just like find another radio thing. I could watch Nope and just watch it from there. Yeah. But I didn't, and I refrained for myself from like watching watching it because it. I mean, it was not. Wouldn't have been like I wouldn't know what was going on exactly, but. Um, anyway, the second movie we watched uh, is related to our feature because it was Thor Love and Thunder, mm-hmm. uh, which features uh, an appearance by Zeus mm-hmm. and spoilers, a very brief appearance by a Hercules at the end of the movie. Um, we had sh- we showed the kids Thor Ragnarok before we saw this one um, and then just... I don't know. We've done this with a few of these Marvel movies where we just kind of like fill in some gaps or whatever of things that have happened. But um, Ragnarok's great. Still is really good. I think it's one of the better Marvel movies. It was uh, more violent than I remember. Oopsie uh, on our parenting. Uh, <laughs> but they were caught up enough so they could watch uh, Thor Love and Thunder. And our older kids enjoyed it. Um, our other two kids. My Our youngest son was like, I love the Thor movie. And, I, and he watched half of it, and I don't know Did if he, he could. Yeah, he didn't he even make it to what, a half. He doesn't know what's uh, going on with it. What was your thoughts? You're a big Thor person. You like Thor in the Marvel movies. Uh, my big thoughts were that uh, seeing this in the drive-in crammed next to our three kids really highlighted for me that um, I need a lot of accommodations in movie watching. No subtitles available. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I missed probably like 30% of the movie. Because we were like wanting to have a little air. We were a little farther back from the screen, so that didn't help. Probably. Yeah, and so I've got my like I'm blind in one eye. So oh, it got only... foggy in there for a little. It bit. got foggy. We tried to turn the defroster on, but like when it's a hundred degrees we and you're out. foggy, that doesn't work so well. That's when we were making out. Um, and then I tried to wipe the window, and then that just smeared it. So that was all very distracting to me. I stuck um, my head out the window for a little while to watch it. And then. Uh, <laughs> The windows were rolled down. Because it was mos- a little cooler. The mosquitoes kept coming in. Yeah, the mosquitoes. And then I was right next to the window, so I kept yeah. getting all these fucking mosquito bites. Um, So I was, like, stressed out. I couldn't see. I couldn't hear very well. So I, I'm not sure how I liked the Isn't movie. Isn't it great how in this country now you can have a cho- you can watch a movie at home. That's a good experience, but it's a smaller screen. Uh-huh. You can go to the drive-in and get... West Nile or malaria, mm-hmm. <laughs> or you can go to the regular movie theater and probably get COVID. So, you know, a lot of good choices for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so let's, let's talk about it again when we're able to watch it at home. I, there's been a lot of divisive reaction to that, this movie. Um, the things that people liked about Ragnarok are definitely trying to be repeated here because it's Taika Waititi doing the same kind of vibe. I would say that it it feels more like a sequel to that than a lot of Marvel movies do and that it's kind of like trying to go for beats and moments that worked so well in that movie, right? So there's a lot more humor, uh, right? Um, but then you also have this very weird thing where Don't the opening... Don't give spoilers away, though. What do you mean? It's been out for two months. Oh, uh, well, we just saw it in the theater. I, uh, even that's been a couple weeks now. <laughs> uh, no, there's just like heavy elements in it, which is just weird. And I loved having having Natalie Portman back, um, and I thought she was a great asset to the movie. But I mean, I just maybe I want more of that. And the Valkyrie was seemed underutilized in this oh, movie. Oh, big time! Tessa Thompson is a treasure, and uh, was probably the MVP of that Ragnarok movie. And so to see her kind of not have as much to do in this one wasn't as good. But you know, I thought it was honestly I liked it more than. The last few Marvel movies. I found it more enjoyable. I definitely did not like Doctor Strange. 
Eternals is <laughs> Eternals. Dog shit. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, anyway, I, I, so, I mean, I enjoyed it more on that level. I don't know if it's great. It definitely wasn't as good as Ragnarok, but, I mean, Ragnarok we'll watch it when was, it's on Disney yeah. Plus here in a couple of weeks, I'm sure, so. Ragnarok was super great. Yeah, Ragnarok really held up when we watched it again with the kids. And what was funny is that we were in a rental house and we watched it on a, the only, the only TV in the rental house was a rather small television and we all kind of sat back and. Even though it wasn't like a big screen experience, that movie plays really well. Oh, it totally it was does. a lot of fun anyway. What I will say, mm-hmm. now I was trying to think back through the movie, is the villain, what's his name? Who Christian played... Bale. Yeah, Christian Bale's just like playing this like Voldemort character. <laughs> he looks like Voldemort. And uh, he's doing a thing, which is fine. But I, like I was that he's like, doing a thing. I like Christian Bale in general, but... Um, eh, I don't know. It was very like, it was very, very Harry Potter-ish. Yeah. Yeah. He's so a little like, and he's like wanting to like, he's like a Nosferatu kind of thing. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. And then I don't know, like the part that I actually actively miss was the related part to this episode, the zoo stuff. I feel like, I don't know. I must've been like getting snacks or something. Oh no, this. yeah. Some crazy shit was happening. I, and I only have like two scene, like two shots in my mind of memory, of remembering it. And Russell Crowe's doing oh, just an insane voice. He's doing something, but I couldn't. Uh, he's but, deliberately uh, hard to understand what he's saying because he's yeah. just being insane, right? Um. So let's talk about it again when we can watch it again. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> so there I you go. I will want to watch it again though, just so yeah, you know. Yeah, me okay. too. You know. Okay. Um, we also, uh, after watching that, made it home and uh, after vacation and watched Lightyear. Is yep. that the name of the movie? The name Lightyear? is called Lightyear. It's on Disney Plus already. It was not a financial success at the box office uh, for things unrelated to politics. Do you think it's because they like didn't promote it at all? I, I mean, I have a lot of theories. I think that there are there's a narrative in the country or with part of the country that said like a lot of people like rejected it because of certain elements. We'll just say what? a half of an eighth of a second of a kiss that is inconsequential to the movie and whatever that made that became a big deal because Disney shouldn't be putting that sort of thing in the movie. Outrageous, ridiculous. Um, there was some pushback, I think, from that side of the political spectrum of why Tim Allen was not uh, involved in the movie. You know, noted sort of conservative Tim Allen and so that was a slight and it's a woke movie um, is why it didn't perform well at the box office. Um, I think that that's probably not really the case. I think that it came out after Top Gun Maverick and Jurassic World came out that made a lot of money trying to play the same beats of nostalgia. Yeah, but but not because like the Toy Story nostalgia is not this movie. Well, that's what I would say too. I also think that they, while they tried to pivot last minute in how to market this movie, they did an absolutely very confused and weird job of telling people what this was to the point where they said like what it opens up with is like in 1995, Andy, the character from Toy Story, saw a movie in theaters that he loved so much that he wanted a Buzz Lightyear toy, and this is the movie that he saw in 1995. Well, okay. No. no. <laughs> like, it's not. Nope. Like, it's not, like, a six-year-old's <laughs> favorite movie. In the way, because, number one, like, the stuff doesn't line up. Like, the way that Zerg is involved, the, 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 the way that Buzz Lightyear is part of Star Command is only, like, tangentially part of this movie. This is, like, maybe, like, a sequel to the movie? I could buy that. Like, it's a sequel to the movie that Andy saw? No, it's, like, a sequel prequel to the movie yeah, that Andy saw. right. So there, that's confusing. I think that, for me, um, I was very... I love Buzz Lightyear. I love Toy Story, and I love the Buzz Lightyear character, particularly just because of 
the arc that he goes through in the first movie, and then he's mostly comic relief in the other movies. But this is... I was not excited about this movie because it did not mm-hmm. look like what I would want out of that. It just looked like this random movie. And to some extent it is, but the weird thing about it is, like, the first 15 minutes, all the dialogue... It's Chris Evans doing Buzz Lightyear, and all of his dialogue are sayings that Buzz Lightyear says in the movies. Mm -hmm. So as to kind of like, hey, remember when Buzz Lightyear said this and this and this? Oh, that must be what the toy is based off. Well, no, it's all that's obnoxious. And thankfully it stops. But what's odd, though, is that once it got going, I actually really liked the story of the movie and thought it was like a really pretty well-made, like just regular science fiction adventure movie. It has elements to it that I think are confusing in a six case in point i don't think our five-year-old understood what was going on in this movie because there's time dilation and versions of characters etc etc right and so i don't buy any of that but like visually it's as good as all the pixar movies it looks incredible it has a pretty good story arc for this character of buzz lightyear it's just not that buzz lightyear that we're so like if you got me a big fan of buzz lightyear who's just like eh, i'll see that eventually that's how the movie doesn't make any money because yeah. there's a lot of people that feel that way. They don't feel like they have to go see this because you don't, but it's, I would say it's actually kind of good. Just get rid of all the Buzz Lightyear reference. Don't call it Lightyear. Well, and if you did, and here's the thing, like, I don't care about Tim Allen's politics or whatever. Just like, if it's going to be a Buzz Lightyear movie, just have Tim Allen do the voice. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand why you wouldn't. Well, he's younger, and it's so? not the version of the toy, and the, but, like, toys sound like their characters. Not every toy, right? But, like, the Buzz Lightyear toy that I have, you know the Buzz Lightyear toys that I have? For the most part, most of them sound like Tim Allen. Now, I get it. The Woody dolls never sound like Tom Hanks because a long time ago he decided that his brother Chet or whatever was going to do all the voice, and it never sounds right. But but are they, or could they consistently use, use They the consistently brother? use that guy. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like... I now I what I will say is in in their slight defense in Toy Story Four, Buzz Lightyear's voice Tim Allen's voice sounded lower, gruffer, and I mean he's twenty five years older. But also, who cares? uh, Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. And are we really worried about? And it's not politics because that's not why they chose not to use it. Because right at the same time, he's making a Santa Claus series for Disney Plus. He's in their employ. It's not like it's a political decision the way they didn't use him. They're still working with him. And Chris Evans isn't a good enough voice to like get me in a seat. He's just, and I'm sorry, he's just copying. He's trying to do a younger version of that, and it doesn't. It doesn't work. It's kind of silly. I just didn't like that part. So, yes, I guess I'm on the side of the conservatives that say that Tim Allen should have been the worst well, Buzz Lightyear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think that's... Well, I, otherwise, I thought the movie was actually... It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be, actually. Me too. I was just expecting, yeah. like, nonsense. Now, I'm um, a big Pixar homer because I don't dislike a lot of Pixar movies. But at the same time, like, I think that there is a certain standard that they hit, and I think they hit it. It's not, like, one of their best movies, but, like, Turning Red this year blows it out of the water. But it's not bad. It's pretty good. Yeah, for like a sci-fi movie. It's better It's better than Minions. <laughs> and I think it, it asks some important questions for kids to consider and adults to consider. I thought it had a, a fun arc and it has a great cat character. That's amazing. Um, Yeah, so, you know, Socks the Cat, Scene Stealer. But I mean, there's been a lot of comments about that online about just like... Andy, if Andy watched this movie, he wouldn't want a Buzz Lightyear toy. He'd want the socks toy. A hundred percent, and they would have made a million Correct, of them. Right? I guess this why don't don't overcomplicate your stuff. Don't just fuck. Don't fucking do that. Agreed. Anyway, I'm kind of hoping now that Lightyear is on Disney Plus, and some time goes by, that they'll go ahead and put the 
Buzz Lightyear Star Command TV series. Oh, yeah. That came out in the 90s back on there, or 2000s, because that had Patrick Warburton as uh, Buzz Lightyear, and I enjoyed that. They should have got Patrick Warburton. Yeah, maybe. I don't I just don't. I don't know. So many choices they could have made. They went with someone who is like, oh, it's Captain America. He's a brand name. He's a star. It's like, okay, but like no one cares about Chris, Allen, Chris Evans' voice. Not really. Do you care about Chris Evans' voice? No, I kept thinking, like, as I was listening, I was like, that's Captain America, right? No, is that the Chris Pines Star Trek guy? No, well, that's Captain America. No, is that Chris Pines? Wait, is that Chris Here's Evans? the thing. Those two guys, vocally, don't sound all that different. No, they, they really don't. So I was like, wait, which one? Wait, no, that's Captain America. Okay. Chris Pine has a little bit of an inflection. It's a little bit different. That, but we only mostly because we hear him do Kirk in Star Trek. See, so I'm almost he's doing like, a thing a I almost, bit. like... I'm like, they should have gotten better. Chris Pines. <laughs> Maybe. Because then we would have had, like, the Star Trek play into it as well. I know it's not Chris Hemsworth because that dude's, like, Australian. <laughs> so he doesn't sound like that. Yeah. And Chris Pratt, he's doing all the other animated movies. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Okay, well, that's a few that we watched. Uh, we have The Gray Man on here. What is that one? Never, speaking of Chris Evans, before we left, we watched that Ryan Gosling what? spy adventure movie that came out on Netflix. I don't remember Their that. most expensive movie. They spent 200 plus million dollars on it, and you remember nothing I'm about it. I'm shaking my head, Zero and I'm, like, percent I'm like, wait, no, I didn't see You remember that movie. nothing about it. No, what is it? I exactly. didn't see it. Exactly. Like, I know we watched a movie on Netflix. Chris Evans was the bad guy in a mustache. Chris Evans. Had a mustache. The Star Trek guy. No. Oh, that's Chris Pines. Chris Evans. Captain America. Okay, Captain but he's America. bad Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he has a mustache. Yeah. Ryan Gosling's running around. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Okay, La La Ryan Gosling. Land guy. Yeah, Drive yeah. guy. What, what was he? Oh, I he remember had a thing nothing. And he had to keep away from the other people. Oh, he was like a hitman. Yeah. Okay. You know what's funny? Two hundred million dollars. You know what's a more memorable movie that's that probably cost a lot less? Mm -hmm. Uh, the Hitman's Bodyguard. <laughs> that movie definitely cost less. Like I remember that movie. I don't remember like the plot of that movie. No, you don't. But I remember. You the remember characters. having people that you like in the movie, whereas you don't have much of an affinity toward Chris Pine or Ryan Gosling. I actually Anna de Armas. Like oh, you just huge... said Chris Pine. That's hilarious. That's Boom. So funny. <laughs> I tricked uh, you. Chris Evans. Anna DeArmas, huge breakout star. Who? Exactly. You don't care about this movie. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. What, what did Billy Bob do? He oh, yeah, he was the boss lady. Or the boss lady. Yeah, the boss guy. lady, yeah. And that one guy who was from Bridgerton that I haven't seen, but I knew he was from Bridgerton. Which the, guy? The, who, the, the, the Swoonie guy from the first season the bad of Bridgerman. Guy? Yeah, Bridgerman. Who's the good guy or he's, the bad guy? He's the bad guy. Swoonie bad guy. Oh, Bridgerman. Okay, well, if you want to uh, spend some time on no. a movie you won't remember, no. go ahead and tune into <laughs> The Gray Man. That's the thing. What I remember about it was like when watching it, it was fine. I remember nothing about it. And it's made by Joe and Anthony Russo, who made like Avengers Endgame, Infinity War, made all the Captain America. Like, oh. they spent a ton of money, got directors who know how to make big movies. They made a giant movie, and you who don't remember it. it? Like what's well, like? It's based on a book series. Why is this? Why was this movie so forgettable? What because happened? It's just another spy movie that doesn't have anything distinguishable other than a cast and what, they're slightly smirking. What around. makes it distinguishable? Chris, people might say that Chris Evans is having fun being a dastardly villain. I don't. I think but he did that better in another movie that in, came out a couple years yeah. ago. Okay. Ryan Gosling is just kind of smirking through the whole thing, versus I'd much rather watch him and like Russell Crowe in the Nice Guys a movie that was like a, you know, ten million dollar budget. And they're just, like, bantering with each other. Like, because it has a personality. This movie doesn't have a personality. Yeah. It's fine. I did, like, wasn't there a character I liked? The girl? Ana de Armas? <laughs> exactly. She exactly. was cool, though. 
Was she? I don't know. She, I she's don't cool know. in the Bond movie that she's in for 10 minutes, but I don't even think you've seen that. I don't know. I don't know, man. Okay. Um, next up <laughs> is a movie I randomly turned on Netflix for the kids yesterday morning uh, called Chicken Hair and the Hamster of Darkness. And you're just giving me a look like, yep, you watched that. I watched about 10 minutes of it and I pieced out. You were sitting in the room. For a little while. Then I went to the bathroom and then did some stuff. For 45 minutes, you went to the bathroom. And I was like reading a thing. I read my book for a little bit. I had to read. Um, it was, I thought it was, I thought it was actually pretty good. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't say like Tim, it's like the hair guy wears an Indiana Jones costume right away. And I was like, okay, it's doing that thing. And that's fine. Uh, well, there's another movie I want to talk about briefly. I have oh. a list on there. Um, and then I thought that it was weird because it's there's no one of note vocally in it, but that's fine. I don't care about that so much. But like I thought the voices were a little bit like, grown. It, it sounded like grown men doing impressions rather than like believable characters. I so that I took so then once I heard that like four characters just didn't sound right to me. I'm like, all right, I I think I'm good on this. I thought and it was, was pretty good. I liked that it. I liked some of the animation styles. Uh-huh. I liked the story. I liked the characters. Yeah, it did a little Indiana Jones thing. Uh, but no, I thought it was cute. Okay. And I thought it had a good uh, you know, like the all kids like it? all yeah, okay. I had a good message that all these movies have of like. <laughs> Your differences make you special. Be true to yourself. It's okay to be the weirdo. Like, embrace yourself. Stop trying to hide yourself. And maybe it's just, like, where I'm at on, like, my ADHD journey. I'm like, yeah, stop masking. You can just, like, fucking be yourself. But then the second you go into the real world, they're just like, no, conform. mm -hmm. It's funny how that works. Well, well... <laughs> yeah, yes. You're doing a well. <sighs> okay, but the people who are really, really successful in life, not like the the people that have started successful in life, but the people that magically find success. The ones that had trust funds from their no, parents? No, no. Ex- oh, okay. ex- exceptionally not those people. Okay. Uh, are the people who embrace their weirdness. Does any of them have a diamond, like their family had like a diamond uh, mine? Okay. <laughs> You're such a dick sometimes. You know what I'm saying, though. I do. But like... If you learn to embrace your weirdness, then you'll you'll find your way and you'll find your people. It, we're lost. We're lost. We're we're a lost cause. Us millennials. Oh, yeah. Us old millennials. I was just thinking about those guys at the comic book shop that are playing magic and stuff, and I'm just like, that's their people. That's their people. That's and great. I'm thinking about me, and I you know, I don't know. I don't you know. don't have to like that. That's fine. Maybe they're rich. I don't know. I'm not rich. <laughs> so that's all I'm saying. <laughs> like if you're enjoying your life, you're winning. Hey, speaking of Indiana Jones, okay. I also watched Uncharted, which mm. was a hit in theaters in the wintertime, and it stars Tom Holland, Spider-Man's Tom Holland, and Marky Mark in yeah. an adaptation oh, no. Why of did a you PlayStation video game. About Nathan Drake is the you know the, the Uncharted video games. I've played it. I've played an Uncharted game what? or two. When? Oh, I they they're twenty five years old. Um, okay, so yeah, what's your take on Tom Holland? What accent was he using? Because he's like British, right? He's using an American accent. Here's the problem: Nathan Drake, the part he's playing is kind of like this cunning thief slash suave kind of suave dude. It ain't working. Tom Holland. Mm. I just think of him. He's as like Peter an Parker. awkward teenager. Yeah. I, so that was weird, right? And then you got Marky Mark, who I'm convinced hasn't tried in years. Like maybe with the, the fight, Ooh. the Marky Mark, Mark oh, Wahlberg. Yeah. I think he the last time he tried, I think was that boxing movie he made. But my God, he comes into every scene and he recites dialogue like it's like a punchline to a bad joke. But it's like it's just lines of dialogue, and he just is like, 
like it like the the joke about like, hey bro I think that's a transformer when he's like a transformer mm-hmm. you know he's the, did you have all, a little hiccup there yeah who's oh. a transformer who's a transformer who's a transformer we gotta get out of here it's the same horrible performance that he's done for years it's awful the movie is full of just like clunky CGI and nonsensical twists and turns it is abysmal so what I was thinking about was like I was kind of dogging on these Netflix movies for spending so much money mm-hmm. well here's a movie that they put in theaters yeah. that was a hit that yeah. is I would say worse than like at least with The Gray Man I was like I forgot that movie with Uncharted I was like every minute of this is un- actively unpleasant it is a terrible movie um, that made money that people saw and it is horrible Tyler I'm looking over his filmography I don't see anything he's tried in what did you say he tried in that boxing movie what was that one called uh, the boxer no what's it called I don't fuck it. deep water horizon that movie is, okay that movie is actually pretty good but it's not because of him daddy's home <laughs> no he's had two no the gambler <laughs> no Lone Survivor. That movie's fine, but it's not, guns, he's not doing anything. No. Pain and Gain is that the one? The I do not movie? like. No, I do not like Pain and Gain. It's that. That's a the one. With, that's a Michael Bay movie. Ted. No. Uh, the Fighter. The Fighter. 2010. Yeah, he's trying in that, but then he got upstaged by Christian Bale. And oh, the Amy other Adams. guys. I liked him in the other guys. Yeah, that. Okay, what year was that? 2010. That was there the you year. go. After that, so 12 like, years. I'm done. <laughs> I'm and he's doing trying. this. And all he's doing in that is his departed thing. And getting yeah. mad at Will Ferrell, yeah. and which then he tried to do with two Daddy's Home movies, whatever. Ugh. He hasn't Ugh. tried in twelve years, Ugh. and he's been only good in like a hand, like you can put count. You better on your hand. watch yourself. He's gonna come after you. Oh yeah, am I an Asian, an Asian man that he says to hate crime against? Whoa, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> that's what he did. <laughs> allegedly, or no, he did it. <laughs> allegedly, or fine, say allegedly, but okay. Uh, all right, so that movie was crappy. I didn't like it. You know, what I don't get about you, Tyler, is you know a movie's going to be shitty. You have no reason, no, no, nothing making you watch shitty movies. Mm. And yet, here you are. I will tell you why. Because oh, okay. I also watched the next Netflix original that came out this week called Day Shift, starring, starring Jamie Foxx and Dave Franco, in which Jamie Foxx plays a vampire hunter. And this movie is oh. absolutely stupid. Oh, I saw the trailer for that. Yeah, you Was did, it any good? Here's the thing. It is incredibly stupid. It does not deserve to exist. It looks like shit. But... There is some redeeming like, qualities. I don't know. It's a two-hour movie, ninety minutes of which is just Jamie Fox or various other characters having extensive choreographed fights with vampires and In finding very creative ways of like removing their heads. Uh, and I will say that it was kind of entertaining because why, it was so insane. Why head removal for vampires? Well, it wasn't just head removal. I mean, you could there was various ways, but that was the. To easy what way. are the ways like? heart with a wooden stake okay this was the whole thing actually where you could actually stay alive with your head off you just, but then if you can remove the fangs then they're good you know that can come back too many rules but there's actually a big key thing that happens in the movie where they they don't uh they the don't head. properly dispose of one and one comes back yeah but it ends up being good um no but do it, they cure vampirism in this movie no it's it's terrible but why are there so many vampires? It's ridiculous. Is it an epidemic? Oh, like, know. what's happening? Oh, I have no idea. I, it's not are they living the among There's vampires? There's a union. There's a union you have to be a part of to be a properly shank- sanctioned vampire hunter. Jamie Foxx is not operating in that, and that's why Dave Franco comes in. He's a union rep who's supposed so, to be like, keeping an I'm eye confused. on him. I'm confused. So, like, you know that, like, if there's a movie about vampires that I'm going to watch, oh, I thought it. it was going to be bad. And but then, I'll watch bad movies about vampires. I only got 30 minutes in yesterday. 
last two nights ago, you came up, it was pause, and you said, hey, what is that? And I said what it was, and I said, no, is it any said, good? You, and no, I said, no. No, no, no. You didn't say what it was. You said, oh, it's this crappy movie. It wasn't with, very good to start. With Franco, whatever his name, Franco. Dave Franco. That I started and, like, turned off because I fell asleep because it was so bad. That's what you said it was. You didn't say, oh, it's this vampire killing movie. I've been oh. like, oh, All right, well, rewind that, bitch. Let's watch it. It is not good, but I would say <sighs> worth watching because <laughs> it's insane. Well, is it worth watching twice? <laughs> no. Should I just watch it on my phone? Yeah. Okay. It's ridiculous. All and right. it's not good. And I really but couldn't here, recommend it. I also it. don't really like what's his name. I don't like Jamie Foxx most of the time anyway. Um, well, he was I fine. That's not who I was going to say. That's Dave awkward. Franco? No, I'm just kidding. No, Jamie Foxx. I'm not a big Dave, Jamie Foxx guy, but he's fine. He's not detracting from it. He's not like trying to be a showboating hot shot? No, I mean, he's doing the, he's doing the Jamie Foxx thing, but, you know, the movie's so ridiculous. And Snoop Dogg's in it, and he's got a cowboy hat. Okay. So that's that. Is there any, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer cameos or anything? No, there's some other... Uh, is no. there, like, Vampire Diaries No, the main cameos? villain is a lady, and she's from a TV show, but I don't really know her. You probably recognize her because you watch all those shows. I don't like the way you're saying that. <laughs> I don't think she's judgment. in a vampire show, but uh, she's in another show. Anyway, it was fine. It was more memorable than all the other Netflix movies that have come out in the last several months. I'll just say that. Was it good? No. Was The Gray Man, like, a better-made movie? Sure. Okay, but I bet you this one was a fraction of the cost. They spent most of the money just giving Jamie Foxx money, and then the rest of it on gore effects, and I'd say that's money well spent. <laughs> and, like, an interesting story. I, okay, so vampire oh. stories aren't that interesting, but, like, the, the, the there's a union. That's, that's different. And that was the part where I did briefly fall asleep, and I might have missed... Because oh, I did try to pause it when I fell asleep so that I could keep it up. But I it feel listen, what I'll say was is that when I fell asleep, Dave Franco was not in the movie. And when I turned it back on, Dave Franco was in the movie. So I missed a little brief little scene. Jesus, Tyler. But I looked it up and it said that he was a part of the union. <laughs> you had to look it up. I didn't want to go back and keep, I didn't want to rewind it. That's a waste of my time. This movie's not rewindable. Oh my God. Okay. What else? We're, you know... <laughs> Way into the podcast episode today. I also watched Army of One, which is a movie that I have been meaning to watch for a while. It's Nicolas Cage in a fact-based story of a guy who decided he wanted to go hunt Osama bin Laden and then went to... He was hiding out in Afghanistan, right? Or... Yeah, Afghanistan? Is that where he was hiding? Where You're looking hiding? at me like, I'm going to know these things. He was hiding in a country. Was it Afghanistan? Oh my god, do I need to cut this out so we don't sound like dum-dums? Dumb dicks, as I, I like to say? Fine. That was fine. Anyway, it was a true story. Yeah, it was Afghanistan, wasn't it? I don't know. <laughs> now I'm going to Google it, and I'll probably get fucking followed by the government Just now. Say, well, they're too busy doing other stuff. <laughs> um. Anyway... He's a guy who was... Pakistan. In, he was, oh, that's right. Pakistan. That's right. He was high down in Pakistan. So you knew you were wrong. Yeah, I knew I was wrong. Okay. Yeah, I knew okay. I was wrong. I just couldn't think of it. Afghanistan's always... That's the one that's always been in the news for a lot recently. So that's why I think about it. But um, anyway, he is a guy who on his own accord would try to hunt him down because he claims that he was told by God to do so. Okay? Um, in the movie, Nicolas Cage is doing a very severe accent, obnoxious, high-pitched thing on purpose because he's a weirdo, playing a weirdo. 
I found the clip of the guy, the real guy on David Letterman. Mm -hmm. And while he does have a hint of that accent, Nicolas Cage is definitely like amplifying Exaggerated it. it a little yeah. bit. And then Russell Brand is in the movie and he's playing God in various visions while he goes on this uh, these various treks. It's made I by didn't know Larry. Russell Brand was still acting. This is from two, 2016, so oh, okay. he is a little bit. I mean, he was in that uh, Ori uh, Death on the Nile movie that came. Oh, that's been delayed. He's mostly just on YouTube talking about, uh, I don't he's know, He's probably making stuff. bank, doing whatever he's doing. Yeah, uh, questioning science? I don't know what he's doing. I, I'm not going to say. I never watched one of his videos. But uh, anyway, uh, you know I love me some Nicolas Cage. I think that the choice of the accent he was doing was maybe a, a, a smidge too much. You know, I think that if you found one criticism that was consistent amongst his along his career, it would be choice of accent. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Normally I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm on board because it's like, yeah. But that's the one thing that, like, hits and misses over and over I and over. I think it's because of how loud it is, and it just becomes, mm. a, it, it becomes kind of exhausting. Can you give it a go? No. Give He's, it a go. I don't think I could do it now. Give it a go. It's like, it's like higher, it's like higher... I'm going to go after Osama Bin Laden, okay? <laughs> and I'm just doing like a... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't think that's right, but... That's I just amazing. add an okay, because it does that okay. a lot. Okay? <laughs> okay. Anyway, it was not my favorite Nicolas Cage movie, but um, you know I love me some Nicolas Cage. Yes, it's I one do. I hadn't seen, so I watched it, and it was I like... like it. You know, it's made by Larry Charles, who made the first Borat movie, mm. and from what I read... The movie was like it was like a Weinstein production and it got like heavily edited and taken apart. And so the version of the movie is not cohesive. And I but <laughs> not to say I de I'm defending the Weinsteins because I'm not. But I suspect that they cut down the movie quite a bit because they're just like nobody can listen to this guy talk for more than an hour and a half. We have to get it down to 90 minutes. So, I mean, that's probably what they did. You know, but then he also you know went and attacked women because that's what the Weinstein guy did. Allegedly. Was that no? I think that there there's been convictions on that. I don't want to get in trouble. You made me block out the whatever one I said. Can we say that Osama bin Laden was bad? <laughs> we do not have to say allegedly. He on allegedly that one. was a bad dude. <laughs> I think. Yikes! I don't know. Is that it? <laughs> well, let let's save some others for another day, because otherwise we'll just have to make this a what you've been watching episode. Oh, okay. I don't know. You also watched, oh, Day Shift. That's the one. That's, I talked about it. That's the vampire one? Yeah. Oh, I added to the list because I thought you just randomly thought about it. Uh, the vampire Netflix one. No. I, Uncharted was the one I didn't write down. Oh, Uncharted. Okay, I'll write yeah, that one down yeah, for you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, we watched some Big Hero 6 this morning. Oh, yeah. I was going to talk about that because it's a kid movie and we're talking about Hercules. I, I, did not, kid movie. I did not watch this with you guys, but I remember liking Big Hero 6 when it came yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've seen it a couple times mm -hmm. and I'll tell you, it's a good movie. Yeah, we watched because we, and I did watch those Baymax. There was a couple of those new Baymax things on Disney. So we watched a couple of those. Yes. That was okay. Huh? Those are fine. Oh, you're going to, I'm going to make you watch uh, one of the Baymax episodes uh, with Marion and, and actually the whole family. But I heard about it from the TikTok because apparently there's an episode where Baymax, Bay, that's his name, right? Baymax. Baymax? Oh my yeah. God, I just like had a seizure or Big something. marshmallow guy. Um, Helps a girl who like starts her period at school and isn't prepared. And so he oh. like, so they're doing an episode this on a girl. This sounds like woke. Disney having culture. a period and he like he's like oh i will get you a tampon or a pad and he goes to the store to like buy them and mm -hmm. 
And then he asks like a woman like a what what is the best kind? And then someone's like oh this kind. And then another one's like oh this kind of this and this kind of this. And then he Shouldn't comes he back know? with like arms and arms and arms. Shouldn't he know? He's of a what health? kind? Well, the health he should have all the health stuff in his. He does, but like there's so many brands and styles okay. and types that like. You know, and he was t- educating. I'm like, surprised that we yeah. haven't heard millions and millions of people online complaining about uh, having period talk in a Disney project. Remember when that happened with Turning Red? Yeah. When the movie's not even technically about that? Oh, and having a male gendered robot helper with it? The world is on fire, Angie. Oh, burn it down. I don't want to burn it down. It's already on fire. So Big Hero 6 <laughs> still holds up after all these years. It sounds like it's woke. But I don't, I mean, it's it's also irritating in the, like, uh, dead parents, and then we'll kill the brother. Parents like, are always dead. It's just, you know, it pulls on your heartstrings you know what in I very, heard? like, predictable ways. What's that movie that, um, no, I can't think of it now, never mind. It's all right. What? I was just trying to think of this movie that had, like, both of the parents alive that started the movie, and then everybody, all the conservatives in the country was like, that's too woke. We kill our parents off in our kids' movies. Mitchell and the Machines? I don't know. Mitchell just, versus the Machines? They probably, oh, they didn't like that because that girl, guess what? She got a girlfriend at the end of it. Oh, oh my no. God. <laughs> We're going to get Fuck. some uh, one-star reviews on the internet this week. That's adorable. You think anyone's listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If they were listening, we'd get a bunch of one-star reviews, and probably you'd get death threats because you're a woman. Oh my god. (laughs) Let's transition over to the movie that we're talking about today, which is Hercules from the year 1997. Oh, good, because we're already off the rails. That way, I can talk about how much of a dumpster person James Woods is. Perfect. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly, (laughs) alleged dumpster person. (laughs) Okay. All right. We today we are talking about Hercules. Um, are we? Are we? <laughs> From 1997. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, talk about some high stats, and then we'll do what we remember. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, so Hercules came out uh, in 1997. Probably yeah. a date on there somewhere. Summertime? I think it even said it in the trailer we played earlier. Oh, good. June 13th, 1997. That's the right when those animated movies would come out for Disney. A uh, perfect running time of 93 minutes. Uh, I mean, on paper, sure. It had a budget of... What's your guess? Sixty million. Eighty-five million. Yeah. Okay. And it boxed two hundred fifty-two million. Is that worldwide? I don't know. I feel like that's a worldwide number. I don't. I don't recall this being a financial success, at least domestically. I don't know. Uh. That's good. Gro- gross was two hundred fifty-two. Oh, it says. Oh, that's confusing. Yeah. To say worldwide. Yeah, worldwide's two fifty-two. Uh, U.S. and Canada is only a hundred. So it barely crossed. Ooh. It scratched. It barely scratched. Yeah. See, it was a. It was not a big success. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, clocks in an hour and thirty three minutes. Yeah, you said that. It's a uh, rated G mm-hmm. for good times. <laughs> That one's it's really... a, yeah. Okay. It's uh, directed by John Musker and Ron Clements. Yeah. They made The Great Mouse Detective, The yep. Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Hercules, Treasure Planet, The Princess and the Frog, and Moana. So not there's a couple not great ones in there, but you know they've made some classics, right? They I mean, made, made some... Little Mermaid, Aladdin. I think Princess and the Frog and Moana are very good. Yeah. So you know Treasure Planet's another one of those like this one, as we'll talk about. Whereas like I think I saw it one time and then Have that I was seen it. it? I yeah, exactly. It's not a, it's not a musical, so I, I remember that about Treasure Planet, but. The music in this one is by Alan Menken, who made music for Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Little Mermaid, Pocahontas. Yeah, a lot of that stuff. 
Yep. Fantastic. And then there's the, so the number, the big song that people remember from this is Go the Distance. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but uh, the end credit is does have a banger Michael Bolton version of uh, Go the Distance that I'm a fan of because I like Michael Bolton, see me. Yes. <laughs> Who doesn't? Well. And then uh, let's see who's in the movie. We got Tate Donovan is Hercules. Yep. I don't know who that is. Me neither. <laughs> Danny DeVito is Phil. Phil, yeah, the, his trainer guy. Yep. Rip Torn is Zeus. Uh, he's dead. Uh <laughs> Shitbag of a person, James Woods. Alleged shitbag. He's alleged. He's an alleged shitbag. <laughs> Bobcat Goldthwait and Matt Frewer is pain and panic. They're like the Hades minions, you know. Yeah. Susan Egan is Meg. Yeah, I didn't recognize her for much, but oh, she's okay. a voice actor. Yeah. Paul Schaefer, Hal Holbrook, Wayne Knight, Jim Cummings, etc. Various small parts. Paul Schaefer looks like Paul Schaefer with his tiny glasses as like a I don't know, he's like a page to Zeus in like two scenes, right? Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. wearing the glasses like Paul Schaefer did on the late show. Anyway, um, yeah. So, what did you remember from the movie? Yeah, we hinted at this already. I did. So I wrote in my segment, "What do I remember?" is Hercules, Hercules, which is yeah, from the Nanny Professor. <laughs> and uh, dot dot dot. Have I seen it? Yeah, my I wrote a little bit more, but it's pretty much the same thing. I said Disney's Hercules is probably my least remembered of these '90s Disney movies. It's fine, forgettable. I think I've only seen it once. Honestly, couldn't tell you much about this one except that it's at Hercules, a Pegasus, and like James Woods is the devil god bad guy, Hades. Got that right. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. James, uh, yeah, Hades. Uh, anyway, James Woods is kind of unpleasant now, right? Always unpleasant? Oh, and one of the songs is Go the Distance. That's a good one. That's what I wrote. Nice. So, okay, listen, I don't want to keep saying he's a garbage person. Just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything about uh, James Woods except for, I remember when I was in the 90s. I liked when James Woods would show up because he's got a really, as he is in this movie, rapid fire, like smarmy, like greasy bad guy vibe, right? Yeah. And that works in a certain he's capacity. He's good at playing villains. And yeah. I think he's that is translated to this performance fairly well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go ahead and just Google uh, James Woods' uh, other things, and I'm not even going to talk about it anymore. And whatever he is like or what he did or didn't do is not up to me. I think he gets on Twitter a lot, so if this gets around to him, he's probably going to uh, give us some death threats. So anyway, <laughs> I'm just going to say, I don't. you can Google for yourself and decide whether you like James Woods or not. I'm not going to say anything. Oh, boy. <laughs> so you don't remember... I, okay, I do. Okay, so you know how I have those experiences where I'm like, I don't know if I saw this. And right. then like 10, 15, 45 minutes in, I'm like, oh, I, I for sure saw this. Now I remember it. The, no, that not, happen never happened. That doesn't mean I didn't see it. It just means I have zero jogged memories while watching it. So, and it's weird because this came out in 1997. Uh, this was a movie going period. I went to the movies during this time. I think this is what it is. We're getting to the point in 97. Uh-huh. So do the math on how old you are. 14. And you're in that weird 13, part 14. of your life where you're just like, I like movies and I don't like watching kid movies. I think there's a little bit of that going on maybe for both of us. That's why I don't remember it very much. But what's funny, though, is that like 95, I'm like on board for Toy Story. Loved it. And when 99 rolls around, which I'm in high school, I was super excited for Toy Story 2 because I was like, I just like the movie, right? So, for me, I think it was a very brief window, but I just remember 97 being, like, seeing, like, summer blockbusters and remembering those more than Hercules, right? Yeah. Let's run through... I'll run through some animated movies so that came out during this time. So, like, it all well, in 94, Lion King. Right. 95, Goofy Movie, Pocahontas, yeah. Toy Story. Right. 96, James and the Giant Peach, Hunchback, A Notre Dame. Which is not Hercules, a great one. 
98, Mulan. I fucking saw that one. Yeah, Bugs so Life then Mulan we in saw. In 98, and saw that. Bugs Life saw 98 as well. Interesting. And then uh, Doug's first movie, didn't see that because I wasn't a Doug fan like you were. Well, and that's not really like, that's not really Doug because that's like Disney version of Doug. Tarzan 99, I saw that one. I saw one. Tarzan Toy too. Story 99. So what's the deal? Why is Hercules the, I mean, because I saw all those and like had no qualms about going to see I like Tarzan. I saw Hunchback. Like, Hunchback was the year before and that movie's not when great did, uh, What was that other one you were going to say? Well, Mulan, I remember, and I like Mulan. No, the other one, they're on a ship. Or Treasure something. Planet, I believe that's like 2002. Is that even. Disney? Yeah, it is. It's just not. It's not. There's no music in that one. I don't think it's like Treasure Island only. It's like futuristic. Treasure maybe? Planet was 2002. Oh yeah, I didn't see that one. Yeah. It was oh, Lilo not... and like I saw. Oh, all Lilo these. and Stitch came out what 2002 as well. Yeah, Emperor's yeah. New Groove. I saw that. Love so, like, Emperor's New Groove. I saw Tarzan. You know, like I... it wasn't the time period. Okay, so I think that this, what I'm boiling this down to. Like Hunchback of Notre Dame, we can disagree and we can talk about this, but I think Hercules is not a very good movie. Uh, <laughs> I want to say it's like close to being a good movie or like it could be a good movie. There's, I know exactly what went wrong. Oh, you do? I think so. Okay. I think that it's trying to do two very different things that can't go together well. Number one, it is, you know, it's got the crew that's making Aladdin and making Little Mermaid and, like, following the model of these animated hits of the 90s, right? Mm -hmm. You got that crew, so you've got the music, you've got these songs, right? And then on the other side, they're like, we want to, like, use the myth of Hercules, and while we can't do, like, some of the more, like, gruesome stuff... Which is all of it. Which is all of it. We're going to have, like, we're going to pump this thing full of references for people that like it. They're going to really enjoy the references. They're going to see stuff in the background. They're going to understand little throwaway lines, and it's going to be super fun. I think that those two things together <laughs> is not a good match mm -mm. in terms of what's going on here. I will also say that I think that the music across the board is a fairly big miscalculation. It's just not there. And even the song that's good, Go the Distance, happens early and is broken up. It's it's a very short song in the movie, and it's like... like a tiny verse and then the very short chorus mm -hmm. and then it's like a plot a scene mm -hmm. and then it goes to a very very short refrain of the chorus and then there's another scene and then another just really short version of the chorus i mean it's probably a minute total broken up yeah and so the, your best song has been broken up even in like moana because it's like the same time that the moana how far i'll go song comes on essentially like the same part of the running time right it's the i want a uh, song that kind of like sets the plot in motion, right? It's a very musical trope, right? Oh, like the Little Mermaid's uh... part of this. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's a very mm -hmm. common time. Bella's song is very early in Beauty and the Beast. It's like right off the bat, but similar thing, right? Um, but breaking it up, I mean, if you like, Moana is a good example of just like there's a whole version of How Far I'll Go, and then there's a refrain after some more plot, but that's after you've given the whole song to you. And here, it's like you don't even get a chance to be like, oh, that song's really good because they only gave you 30 seconds of it. Yeah, you're already moving on before it gets catchy in your mind. I think that the gospel chorus that starts the movie and then has another song later, the Zero to Hero song, is like not bad. It's just it doesn't feel distinct to the movie. It feels out of place a little bit. Yeah. And I get the idea. It's, it's like a great. Greek chorus. Yeah, like I I understand great. the concept. It's a kind of a musical way of getting it going, right? But for whatever reason, it doesn't match the action very well. And then I feel like the song that Meg has toward the end, the last song, 
I was actually surprised at how kind of catchy it was. It was pretty good. But then I also had the thought of like, I believe this is the first time I've heard this movie and I, or heard this song. And I've seen the movie, but I don't remember. I didn't remember that song. And I think it's because it's coming from a character that has been undercooked, shows up very late in the movie, half hour in, is duplicitous. And she's because she's being forced to do bad things, right? She's working for Hades because she has to. But, like, she doesn't have an interiority or anything other than, like, well, I think Hercules is cute, so now I'm, like, feeling bad about doing things that are bad to him. And so it comes at a weird time, and so it's not memorable. And so there you go. You're you're kind of failing the assignment on the music side. And it's not like the music's bad. It's just that, like, you, 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 you stumble over the good Go the Distance song. Zero to Hero is fine, but it's very busy, and they're including a lot of plot mm-hmm. of, like, all the uh, trials that he goes through in that sequence. Um, it feels like a false climax a little bit, but then there's like 45 minutes more of this movie when Zero the Hero happens because he's going through all that and then he has to actually have a conflict with Hades. Um, yeah, I just think that structurally it doesn't go together very well. It's okay. not a good match for a Disney animated movie. It's kind of how pocahontas is kind of a mismatch too and so is the hunchback of notre dame more so okay so pocahontas is problematic historically and all that's what i mean but it softened that's that's how it got around all that though it just changed it completely right it changed the history whereas this one is trying to split the difference of being like we don't want to be like false toward the hercules myth too much but we also have to make it a kid movie and it's not catered to that really i don't know more thoughts <laughs> oh i think there's probably a lot of reasons it didn't it wasn't successful all of what you said i think um i was trying to like look back okay so like i i really like the meg character but you're right she comes in late she's not like the protagonist she's not like the key character and uh hercules is not interesting yeah that's the other problem he's just kind of a he's gotten what he does has he nothing, do in the movie like he doesn't have an arc that's the thing he wants a to be a hero or like he just wants to be a hero, but it's just like Zeus tells him he's a hero. He's like, okay, well, now I got to do some stuff. But you don't see him struggle with that, really. Not emotionally, anyway. Yeah, I don't know. He's just kind of like a, I don't know. I think the Phil character is just Danny DeVito embodied, obviously, right? Yeah. Um, But, I mean... And the Pegasus sidekick we've seen that. of Hercules also isn't, like, cute enough or doesn't, like, do... You know, like... He doesn't like Meg is kind of, like, the big thing. But that, like, that relationship's pulled off way better and, like, tangled, like, with that horse character. Mm-hmm. Like, Or way even better. Apu. Apu has such a big personality. Oh, fucking personality. Apu is the great... Like, these we've, Disney well, I mean, movies... Apu if you're gonna, is a banger, right? If we, you're gonna uh, Disneyify shit, you've got to have like some amazing sidekicks yeah the Danny DeVito like that's not a sidekick you want like to buy into well it's just like the whole the whole comic aspect of him is that he's kind of like a a, he's you know he's hitting on women and he you know he's just being Danny DeVito and like listen I'm a big always sunny fan I love Frank Reynolds right but he's a garbage person yeah like that's not a great necessarily sidekick character it's weird but he's also has like the moral high ground on Hercules a couple times which is odd the guy that's like pinching pulling skirts up and I don't know if he pulls a skirt up but it's it's odd right um and the songs aren't like sold like if if even oh like, Danny DeVito has a song which is just like why of all why, why he can't and he, he talks he talks it out doesn't actually sing so it so weird that's just kind of a wasted like oh good there's Danny DeVito singing a song that we didn't want I feel like they didn't set the scenes or even color them or paint them or whatever they were doing in this to like make the songs like 
powerful. It was but just like they stand muted. out. Muted. You it, mean stand out? Yeah. Yeah. There was no like, oh, this is a big glorious even, song. Even Zero to Hero, which seems to be like the big montage of like him doing heroic acts, it feels just kind of like a montage that you could have put any like pop song over kind of yeah and it doesn't work it's like a sh if it was shrek and it was just a pop song playing over various things it would be kind of the same impact and if you love don't love the soundtrack of but this movie they love go the distance i guess they don't love the other songs do they? i don't know do you hear people singing that dan devito song i would never talk to anyone about this movie <laughs> do people talk about this movie no okay what did you like Science. i liked i think that there are some fun visual elements to it that are you know referencing greek mythology without you know telling you everything that's going on um i i think that that's fun in in a certain way in a certain degree um i i like a couple of the songs i guess i i think hades is a like james woods at that time i mean it, it makes sense you're like yeah that is an idea for a bad guy right mm -hmm. That being said, I feel like there's a lot of him in the beginning. It's so weird. It's kind of arced like, um, which one is it? Sleeping Beauty, where you get a lot of like uh, stuff setting up, like the you know, because she has to go, she has to you know, fall asleep. Or I'm trying to think like it follows a certain arc of like some of those older Disney movies. But for whatever reason, this feels very perfunctory. Like you're you're don't you're, you're Hercules is a baby, but he doesn't mm -hmm. have a like. I don't know. I hate to go Moana because it's a later movie, but it's made by the same people, so I keep bringing it up, kind of. But like, young Moana is like defined, whereas mm -hmm. baby Hercules has nothing here. He's just a baby. He's very strong. Yeah, but like, he's one note. That's all. One he note. Has. And he's one note the whole movie. That's all he has is he's strong. And he's strong, and he gets. To, so then, when he becomes immortal, a mortal, excuse me, more, when he becomes mortal and has his adoptive parents, you get a very briefish scene where he's like his strength is becoming a problem and annoying everybody in the in the thing and then his parents are like well we didn't mean to we meant to tell you you're a god and they're like okay bye and there's not a lot of emotional connection even between those characters even though you got like hal holbrook is like a very like fatherly voice that you know is like what you would expect but none of there's no there's no plotting there and it just feels like it takes a little while for things to get going but i mean it probably just centers down on hercules not having a lot of he's not a full character and I'm trying to think, like, is Aladdin a full character? No, but he has enough other characters that shine around him. And, the, and then, I mean, that movie just has also has the benefit of just, like, here's Robin Williams to steal the movie, right? Yeah, and that... so I, I have something, like, that you're not going to like to hear in a little segment I like to call What Would Rogers Say? This is where we should talk about Roger Ebert's review. You tipped me off to this. That I he did. really liked this movie. Well, liked it enough to give it three and a half out of four stars. That's a lot. Which did better than there are a couple that I, I think told he's you. higher than Aladdin, higher yeah. than a couple of the other like Such ones that we would define as more classic. Bullshit. So here's what he has to say about James Woods. Playing on the other team is Hades, Lord of the Underworld, voiced by James Woods with diabolical glee and something of the same verbal inventiveness that Robin Williams brought to Aladdin. Yeah. Yeah, I, wow. I don't. I don't disagree. I think that there's something going on there, With and his they verbal. They definitely let him be very James Woodsy, right? I, the problem is, and the difference here's the difference. Like people love Robin Williams when he goes crazy and wild and does all those things. Mm -hmm. James Woods does that, and he's playing like creeps. He's never playing like a uh -huh. like. It's not. It's never like someone that you like. I'm, I'm not. Just take away how you how I personally 
feel about James Woods nowadays. Like, even when I really enjoyed him as an actor, like, he's playing guys that are kind of like shitbags. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the James... That was kind of his thing, right? And he was good at it. But... Or assholey, you know what I mean? And so that works for the character, but it's never going to be, like, as... Entertaining. No, and I don't... Like, it's not going to be as joyful or funny or... I don't know. And he's still a villain that's just kind of sitting on the sidelines and it's not doing much. Whereas, like, that works with, like, Jeremy Irons and Scar. Because there's just, like, a Shakespearean, like, planning. Like, it's almost the slowness and stillness of that performance is... Makes it more impactful. Whereas James Woods is kind of rattling the plan off and it just feels, like, overwhelming me with, with oh, I'm a, I'm a bad guy. I think I'm really 90 steps ahead, right? But it doesn't impact because you don't feel it like you feel like when scar is just like planning to overthrow his own family Mm -hmm. right or yeah i mean i'm just thinking of just better so i know people do like hades in terms of like the only thing that really has endured from hercules at least like merchandise wise is hades Mm -hmm. compared to hercules or phil or even pegasus like Mm -hmm. if you see things from this movie it tends to be of the hades so thing, I think there is an element that is liked there, but... One thing that comes up um, that many people agree, that Hades and many other Disney villains are portrayed as, like, obviously gay. And, like... Where is that? What, okay. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's a that's a thing. And if you, if you look back, even Why is how, he obviously gay? I think just because of, like, his mannerisms and the the things he says and how he says them kind of comes off in a very like stereotypical what well, makes me way. like the performance even less because i don't i it's having james woods do that in a way that he defines as being like, not flamboyant. saying that like maybe he even intended it to be that way but like one thing i saw was like of course he was gay i mean he was literally flaming <laughs> oh god okay that's funny and like he's like the the gay friend who's listening to her talk about and he's like he's a man like of course he's that way. Like, all men are like that. Like, he's a man. Like, yeah. So there's a couple takes out there. Of, like, why are, I, yeah. why are the villains tend to, like, never never have a romantic interest that, you know. I don't know. I we I feel like we, this has come up before with maybe Scar. Um, and so I, I don't know if I, I can speak intelligently about it. Because I guess I just don't. I haven't thought about it in that way. I You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't have a thought on that, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's weird if that's the thing. If they're like, the, the the idea for the villain is to play gay, which just seems w- weird to me in hindsight. But... Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure if that was like what they were going for, but that's maybe what I other people know. have taken from it. I mean, yeah, I guess there's a little bit of, I mean, I think that some of that has been taken back a little bit because I feel like what, like Corella DeVille and particularly like Emma Stone's version that she did, which is not doesn't have like a romantic angle to it, definitely kind of reads as like queer, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit. And so maybe there is something to that element, I guess. But I don't know. I don't. Again, I wouldn't. I, and but what are we saying when we're like coding our villains that way? That's exactly what's weird. that. Like, oh, oh, the gay is bad. Villains. Or bad. I mean, I, I I'd be hard pressed to see if anybody at Disney or who we made this movie would ever admit to no, doing such a thing. No, of course they wouldn't. So I mean, there's that, but I don't I think know. it's there's maybe not a lot of weight there, but I think it's interesting to consider. Where did you find? Where were you digging on this? The internet. The TikTok. Just the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. All I know is that I don't think the movie works. <laughs> like that's what I. That's all I know. And that a lot of people's favorite character is Meg, and yeah. the choir, and the and the gospel choir. I don't think there's anything wrong with Meg so much as that she just feels like it comes in a little late, and it just feels secondary to all this other stuff going on. And mm-hmm. so I don't feel like I have time to connect with her. And then is taken out of the movie for the climax. So mm-hmm. like it's just this thing where. She becomes the same old damsel, right? And I just don't... I know, even after she has, like, a pretty good scene of being, like, I'm the damsel, like, I don't need your help. I got this. But then I'm she the just, damsel in distress. A pillar literally Walk falls off, on her, this. and then she, he's got to rescue her from, like, the pit of despair or whatever. I'm just like, it okay. It just falls right back into and its that, I'm not, And that's a lot of... I mean, we listen, we've praised movies that did that at the same time period, right? It's just that, like, I unlike... I don't, I don't feel a connection to her like I feel a connection to Jasmine or to Belle or to... Belle's more of the lead of that movie, obviously. But, mm-hmm. Whereas Jasmine is definitely like more in line with what this movie is doing, right? Mm-hmm. But Jasmine, like, she's in the movie right away. Like, yeah. you get her introduced to Jasmine very early. Yeah. I don't um, know. Let me share some of the hot takes out there that people have ranked. Okay. And you tell me if, you, if you agree or disagree. Where did you get this from? Uh, all over the internet, Tyler. But I'm ranking them? No, they've been ranked. Like, people have voted and upvoted them, not necessarily on Reddit. Is this on Reddit? You know, there's sites TikTok? that you can do this. Okay, I'm not going to share all of them, just the ones that I thought were interesting. So, so I'll my, start I, at the bottom of the list. I'm going to say whether I agree or disagree with the hot take? Yeah. Okay. Um, Not a fan. I admit it, when I was younger, I had a crush on Meg from Hercules. I did not understand at the time how her tiny little waist perpetuated impossible standards for women or her textbook toxic treatment of Herc. I do not forgive myself, but I do offer that I was six years old. Her belly, her stomach is very, very weirdly thin. All of the women's are, like, even the, the gospel singers. I feel singers. like that's just the style of the animation, But right? that's disgusting. The men it's like are the, drawn it's that It's like way. a Bratz doll, kind of. Um, like, if you got any thinner, there'd be empty space. I like her, I like what they, I do like her visual, her face and her hair style, which mm-hmm. has got a very angular look to it. Mm-hmm. So I will say that I like that aspect of her i don't think that that's like that's the most i did read that they brought in some different animation leads that like one had like a caricature background and so they were trying like a sort of a different non-disney-ish style and you can kind of see that in hercules versus uh the danny devito character Mm -hmm. like hercules if you look at him he's got these big giant ears yeah yeah. he's almost looks like a caricature well this is a weird movie too because we didn't talk about this but in 97 you also have this like weird mix integration of some CGI. Whereas in the Lion King, it was like the the stampede, right? They mm-hmm. used some CGI technology. With this, it's like the giant um, Severus. Heck, the, heck, rot. No, it was the, the snake. It thing. was the snake one, not Severus, the dog one. Where the, it was very clearly, it was a Hydra, but it turned into like nine. I don't know. If it, mm-hmm. I don't know. It might not be the same thing, but it's like it was a CGI animation. And then I think I have this vague memory that like Hades's fire was also like maybe a CGI technique rather than like hand-drawn because it was that constant flow of mm-hmm. um, flame going right so there there's and on top of that you've got these style choices and and this is when 2d i mean there would be a, a time as you see in the credits like there were people that were devoted to animating certain characters like mm-hmm. they were responsible for them and then all that stuff gets integrated so yeah here's uh, another one okay love story i like disney's hercules because it's a love story about a teen and a jaded 35 year old woman <laughs> and then and then another one she said and another one older. said i like how they casually have meg and hercules get together despite her being almost 30 and him being barely out of his do teens. we know she's 30 
No, they don't really like. She like, seems older hint though. to his. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why exactly. is she in service of Hades? What happened there? Oh, yeah, we'll Did get to that, that one. Yeah, you okay. must have missed it. Um, okay, here's another one. Uh, the soundtracks for the Disney animated films Lion King, Hercules, and Mulan are all ten out of ten. Now that's an interesting combination. <laughs> to say. Which ones did they Lion say? Lion King, Hercules, and Mulan. Mulan has a couple great songs. Whoa. You better not be implying that it has some that aren't great. No, I just think that Lion King, I mean, that that one is like... 10 out of 10. It's a masterful. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's in its own league. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, no. Hercules has... is. I, I think Hercules is better than like whatever is in the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Is there even music in that movie? I don't even remember. So in terms of memorable uh, soundtracks, no, it's way down the list. Okay, here's a one that talks about uh, Hades being what? Oh, just real quick. Like, there's a reason why they Disney stopped doing songs in their animated movies. It, it's because of Hercules. this and Hunchback of Notre Dame. And Mulan was had a little bit more of that back. But, like, it started falling out of fashion. I think because it, some of it just Tarzan... That was kind of like not no Tarzan brought in fucking Phil Collins. But like that's oh yeah, but like that's what ruined at it. At the point of Phil Collins, that's my point though. They they thought maybe like oh god, people are not liking our music now. We got to bring in like Phil a Collins hit maker uh, past his prime. Like that uh, was not Phil Collins's time period. Anyway, okay, go on. Okay, here's the one about uh, Hades. It's a, the best of friends. Uh, it shows a picture of Meg talking to Hades. Uh, this one is different. He's honest and sweet and wouldn't do anything to hurt me. And then him saying, like, he's a guy. And the and the hot take is, uh, I love watching Disney movies when you're older. I laughed at this one for five minutes. Hades was the original sassy gay friend. Of course he's the sassy gay friend. Look at him. He is flaming. Okay. I Yeah, I don't know. Like It's just that it's the James Woods of it all because he's just... To me, James Woods puts out a, a creepier vibe than, like, Dana DeVito playing Frank Reynolds. So I don't know. Just totally. I'm not getting that. <laughs> Here's another one. Can we talk about Hercules for a minute? One. Yes, when Meg stretches her ankle in front of Hercules' face, allowing her dress to ride up around her calf, he closes his eyes and gently lowers her leg back into place. Two. Later, when she throws herself across his chest, he carefully pulls her sleeve back up onto her shoulder and gently pushes her away. Although Meg was clearly trying to seduce him, Hercules refused to give in to his desires or take advantage of her. He showed her respect, and I think that's an awesome thing for boys to see in this classic Disney hero. I don't feel if like if only he, he was interesting in yeah, any other way. And I don't. It's almost like he was so young, like he was like not like was not interested well, in any way. There's this. He goes to to Phil because he's a thin guy, but he's strong. And then through a quick montage, he becomes like more grown. But it doesn't. I don't. It doesn't seem to me that a lot of time has passed. Yeah. So I get the sense that he's still like a kid. Well, it, well, the prophecy was when he turns 18 or whatever. Oh, so he just barely turned 18? I think so. Man, all right. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But yeah. Like, but it's like Aladdin and Jasmine are like the same age. But here's what I'm saying. Aladdin seems into Jasmine. Yeah. Oh, no. He actually likes her. Okay. Hercules, I don't well, buy. Well, he never even like looks at her hardly. I don't buy that like he's into her. No, he doesn't give off any vibes of And maybe, I mean, you might call that like being a stand-up guy, but I just see it as like not exuding any sexuality whatsoever. I mean, it's thorny because we're like, the way that we used to depict men pining for women in children's things, and I'm thinking of like the Steve Urkel effect is like, you know, you pursue. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've since, we've grown as a, as a culture to say like, yeah, pursuit, there's a very clear line that people cross when there's pursuit. And that's, that's problematic. Whereas 
But see, I don't. Just because Hercules doesn't do that doesn't mean that like I, there's nothing there. He's not showing he's anything. He's just a cardboard box. That's what I, you know. So, I would I prefer that he was a little bit more predatory. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just because he would at least have some personality, mm-hmm. albeit flawed. Okay, next up on the line, uh, I can forgive. Disney's Hercules for portraying Hades as an evil fire monster, but I draw the line at portraying Hera as a kind, loving mother. Oh, yeah. All that stuff is oh, pretty... Uh... Yeah, because Zeus cheated on her with a human, and that's... that the, the, the Greek mythology says that's how Hercules was made, and uh, Hera fucking destroyed Hercules. Yeah. Like, yeah. she's evil. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. she's fucked up. She's the one who sent the two snakes after him. Well, that's not going to be. That's just a Disney movie. I know. I was, like, in the mood when I was watching. I was like, who's the mom? It's funny that uh, that the uh, they made Scarlet Witch in the Doctor Strange movie pretty much that way, though, huh? What way? I don't know. Mother Scorn is evil, evil woman. <laughs> I'm just bringing up some old conversation we had. It's fine. Oh, I don't think it's... She was not mad because she was a mom. She was mad because that wasn't her kid and Zeus cheated on her, so she was Yeah, it's not the Zeus. same. I, that, it's not in the movie, though. I hear... Does, I, don't, I don't even remember her even having a line of dialogue in this no, movie. No, so. it's weird. Okay, this is the one I think you'll like. Okay. Uh, this is probably stupid, but I remember thinking it was so cool that Meg from Hercules was a Disney princess who got an ex-boyfriend. Like, every other princess has emerged from some kind of primordial soup of purity before meeting her prince, and Meg was like, my ex is an asshole. So, the story of Meg is, she made a deal with Hades to save his life, because he had died, and so she gave up her soul for eternity, in, indebted to Hades. So she did that for her ex, who then just, like, left her, and was, like, peace out on her. Oh, wow. That's too bad. So she is a character who, like, That's has smart. a past. That would be more... in an ex-boyfriend. See, I don't... You tell me that, then why? Give me more of that in the movie. Give yeah. her more. Yes. Because I think in her scenes, she has a personality, and it's kind of interesting. It just feels like she's so secondary to everything. And I feel like it's the way it's, like, directed. It's the way it's, like... She... She's in the movie late, and then she disappears after her first scene, and then there's more busyness going on, and then she comes back. It's just, it's she never yeah. feels like she's frontlined. Yep. And that's fine. I guess the movie's called Hercules, but, you know, I don't know. Hercules is a bore, so give me the more interesting character. All right. Hot take number two. Making them two. I've yeah, just done like I was, eight of them. I was moving up a list. Oh, okay. Yeah. So at number two came uh, making the muses and Hercules a Motown group is the smartest thing anyone's ever done. I like the idea. I don't think it really brings greatness to the movie. It's good. It the movie is not good. I it doesn't. I mean, it, it doesn't. It doesn't add. It doesn't fit. Good music in good movie musicals connect the story with the music. Yeah, so it wasn't effective. It, it tells the story, but it doesn't connect the story. It doesn't emote the story in a way that uh, would be memorable. It was weird. I was like, why are all the muses these brown and black girls who who don't fit into this world? I, again, I think it not a not a bad idea, and like I like the concept if you do it correctly and you come up with a, a musical element that better connects and tells your story but it doesn't do that no it just felt like they were like look, they're just driving plot look and we added diversity to our movie it's the only yeah it's the only diversity in the movie yeah all right number one meg needs more love why is it that megara who's the daughter of creon king of thebes is not considered a disney princess she gave up her soul to hades for eternal damnation in a selfless act of love but then anna turns into an ice cube and she's the greatest thing since sliced bread I think it's because, number one, people don't remember or like Hercules that much. 
She is very secondary in terms of story. She's duplicitous. I mean, not, whether or not it, she's a ba- she's not bad. She's being forced to do it, but she's you know she's playing like the the Catwoman in like she's playing Anne Hathaway Catwoman in Dark Knight Rises, right? Where like she's being forced to do something, and you kind of like her, but. You know, like, it's not going to be anybody's... You're not going to make a Disney princess out of that character. Oh, yeah, my favorite Disney princess character is the one that was forced to uh, uh, trick Hercules the entire time because she sold her soul because of her ex-boyfriend. It just doesn't roll off but the... But why not? It just doesn't roll Give off Give her the, more love. She's more interesting. She is more interesting, but again, the I movie's not liked, interested in her. I liked the voice actress's voice. It was, She's like, kind of like, low. I actually like, like her voice. Kind of sarcastic. That's why I liked her song, I think. I think it's kind yeah. of has a... I do. I, li- I like her. I just think that... They should have the movie, done more with her. The movie doesn't allow her to become that that Disney princess. I you know whatever. Like they didn't make Mulan a Disney princess for a long time, and I get it. Like historically, she's not like a princess or whatever. But you know, like come on, it, like we knew why. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But whatever. It's awkward. Also, like why? Okay, here's another thing though. Like what? Uh... Do, are we really good with making Disney? Like, is, the, is that the be-all, end-all important thing about these movies? Is that we make them into merchandising Disney Merch princesses? that shit. Because that's what we do. Works. I got Funko Pops of all those Disney princesses. Well, I think there's something to say about, like, what we reward. And uh, it's like, oh, if you aren't the perfect little princess, then you are not rewarded well, that's the with thing too. infamy. It doesn't fit the mold of what the Disney princess line was in 1999. I mean, and still is to an extent. But what it was in 97 was, like, dress. Pretty dress. She Go to wears the ball. a dress. She's fucking a, you know. It's not a, it's not a traditional, like, princess ball, go to the ball uh, dress. And that's what was, I mean, that's what they did. I mean, even in, the reason that, like, Tiana in Princess and the Frog gets it because she, like, starts the movie in a dress. But then she turns into a frog the whole movie. But, like, but it had to go. ends in she a does. dress. But she had to, like, that was the, I mean, they've slowly trying to change this model because, like, Wreck-It Ralph, they, I brilliantly added like the casual wear Disney princesses and it's very funny and I think that was good and smart and fun and a way to kind of evolve the characters but like uh, even before then it's all and even now it's all you go to you've been to a Disney store Mm -hmm. it's just a castle and princess stuff and that's okay because kids like that right not just girls we've had kids that like that too Mm -hmm. I liked it as a kid I liked the princess stuff we had our boys wear the dress up dresses like it's that's fine it's great right Mm -hmm. but like that's what it is and this character doesn't doesn't she doesn't get to follow that doesn't follow that model as Mm -hmm. much i mean jasmine was a push for i mean even jasmine wasn't used that much because she had like an outfit that was brown well yeah i mean yes but the (laughs) outfit was like not a dress it was like a pants like a a jumper it was a pants and a top kind of situation uh you know she's not wearing the beauty and the beast dress for example, even though that movie, you know, I listen, I love Beauty and the Beast, but you know, come on, I'm that just movie. saying she's like in a dress. I'm showing you the picture of From, her. Yeah, she's looking pretty banging in a dress with her itty bitty waist, her tiny waist. Yeah. Like that's a sellable dress. Here's what the problem is: it's the coloring of the movie. It's not like the colors. It doesn't are weird. stand out. Her hair is brighter than her. They dress. muted this movie in like a tone of color that. Her, like, br- they her well, her hair is brighter than her dress. That's an issue. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's it's because weird. she's not because she's just not the character she's not the lead and she's not heroic until the end and she lies and you know whatever they just it, it's because of what they did with the character I think she's interesting I think she's kind of a good character maybe the best character in the movie but she doesn't fit the mold of what they wanted it to be anyway plus it was wasn't it didn't 
it didn't perform that well. <laughs> it's not the people that it's not the movie people remember. I know. And that's truly. that's what it is because it's not it's not great. That's the problem. I mean, either I've never seen this movie or it was so bad I just one hundred percent forgot about it. Either way, I mean, I can say that sign. I I know I saw it and I still forgot that last song that I actually liked. So there you go. I don't know if there's much else to say about all that. There, I don't think there is. Fun fact, earlier you were like, there's a Hercules movie starring The Rock? <laughs> yeah, because I was looking Hercules stuff up. And there you well, you saw the Kevin Sorbo show. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. I mean, I, I, I watched some of those, but I was definitely much more into Xena. I was never she, a fan know. of any of those shows. They were pretty you know, cheesy. You know, Xena. Xena. Yeah, that's hot. I like Xena better than her. I don't like any of those shows there. Just whatever. How did I watch so many of them, though? They that's were on the t- question. Because they were on, like, <laughs> the free <lineup>. TV. <laughs> and then, like, UPN. They were rocking on UPN forever. They're on during the day and the weekend. That's why. They're on during the day during the weekend. And you're, yeah. like, 15. And you're not. if you don't have something to do, you're watching Xena and Hercules. Like I was watching a lot of Xena. Yeah. No, there was a rock movie where I feel like they strip, like, it's this meet the, I think it was like this thing of like meet the man behind the legend. And it's like a story where like he's nothing magical is happening. He's just like him and helping some people. And then he has like a crew of guys that like together they're creating the myths because like together they're able to make it seem like one man's doing incredible feats, but really had like a team. It's kind of an okay movie, actually. It's a little cheesy, but I don't know. And it's a lot better than a lot of Rock's recent choices of just playing generic uh, mugging action star. I like him when he's actually got something to do. So I would say it's an okay movie. Okay. There's a, there's a lot of Hercules. There's like another. There's been a few Hercules movies that never don't seem to ever do much. And now the he's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> so this Hercules is. Mm, what did our kids think of it? I kept asking them, and they just do this when they they have nothing memorable. They just I go, "What'd you think of the movie? Good." They just wanted to. They wanted us to turn on the next Spider-Man movie because we watched Far From Home with them. Mm-hmm. They're more excited about that. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't blame them because this wasn't as good as that. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I was checking the time. I was like, "Oh, could we squeeze that in tonight?" <laughs> they would like it. All right, friends. Thanks for listening to this episode of Old Millennials Remember Movies. We will talk at you another movie. I was going to say something smart, but then I couldn't. Nothing came. Oh, and I was supposed to think... I had this whole time to think about another, like, clever outro that would be related to... I'm going to go... I'll, we're going to go the distance. We really, really went the distance on this podcast. Or... Uh, see? Should have wrote one down. Slam dunk. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>